This is episode 159. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello everyone. Hi, how are you? My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast, and I'm happy that you're joining me wherever you may be. Today, during the podcast, we're going to talk about something that's very personal to me, and that is what I wish I knew as a kid now that I'm an adult about ADHD. And being an adult with ADHD is difficult. In fact, I have a lot of parents who call in who also have ADHD as well as their child, and they learn some coping skills, but they feel like they can't help their child learn some of these skills. And I really think this is going to become a series because the transition from a child with ADHD into adulthood is really tricky. A lot of younger kids who have ADHD, if they're unable to manage their moods or their emotions or get things done, have a very difficult time making that transition into adulthood. And this leads to higher rates of people with ADHD using drugs, uh, substances, just to learn how to cope and regulate some of their emotions. So kids with ADHD grow up to be adults. With ADHD, their success as an adult varies depending on their ability to apply different skills. Now, learning these skills is essential to transitioning successfully. So this podcast is about that. And that's why it's personal for me. If I had had these skills when I was younger, this would have saved me a lot of grief and a lot of time. I will share some personal experiences with you as well, specifically about college, because that's where I moved from being a child to becoming an adult and making decisions on my own that were very difficult for me. So we are going to focus in three specific areas during this podcast. Number one, ADHD is geared around avoidance. So procrastination and distraction are huge. So let me repeat that. Number one, ADHD is geared around avoidance. Number two, we're going to talk about how to have a structured daily routine using a time boxing method. So I'm going to introduce something that you can do to deal with this avoidance that we're going to talk about initially. And then the last thing we will discuss is the skill of observe and describe. Now this helps a person with ADHD or anyone learn how to look at things realistically without allowing the emotions to dictate what they do. This is also a skill that we recommend for parents to use. So it's on the Smarter Parenting website. It's very simple. Observe and describe. You are going to teach your child how to do this on themselves and regulate their own emotions. So those are the three topics. Let me go through them again because I think it's important. Number one, that ADHD is geared around avoidance. That's the way ADHD works. So procrastination and distraction are huge with people who have ADHD. Second, I will teach you a time boxing method. And this method is fascinating. So it works for me now as an adult to get things done, to be productive. And then number three, using the skill of observe and describe. Now let's jump right into it. Let's talk about ADHD and being geared around avoidance. ADHD is you're just distracted all the time. 
And it is geared around avoidance. I once heard a speaker describe ADHD as not really a mood disorder, but an ability to see the long term. And in that discussion, the, the whole idea was that unless something was right in front of them and there was a sense of urgency to it, people with ADHD will avoid it. They will procrastinate, they will become distracted, and they won't do it until the very last second. Now, in sharing my own experience, you know, when I was in school, in high school, so I had a lot of support and a lot of help from my parents. They were there to kind of guide me along the process. When I went to college, and that was entirely on my shoulders to do, I had the hardest time not procrastinating assignments until the day before, sometimes the morning before the assignment was due. Why? Because I procrastinated based off of my emotions. I don't want to do it right now. It's uncomfortable. And it didn't have that sense of urgency. So there was no, no desire to do it. I couldn't forecast too far ahead. Everything is kind of in the immediate present. And that's how an ADHD mind works, if you think about it. Whatever is present, that's where they're at. That's a beautiful gift in many ways, because people with ADHD who are able to regulate and manage well, they are very present with you in the present moment. They can be very aware of everything that's happening in the moment. However, they have a hard time projecting for things that are coming up. So a lot of times the emotions will override a person with ADHD if it's uncomfortable or if they just don't want to do it. They will become distractible, they will procrastinate, and they will avoid. Now, this is a very common trait with people with ADHD, and it becomes problematic later on as an adult when you have a job that has some requirements that need you to manage your time more wisely. So instead of running around and putting out fires, it's learning how to monitor, step back, look at the bigger picture, and address those issues before they become fires. This is a lesson I had to take a lot of time learning, and I tried different methods. And that brings me to the next point, which is using something called the time boxing method. Now, this method has been around for a long, long time. In fact, this was the way that Benjamin Franklin would organize his time. So in college, I learned about this method. You take one sheet of paper, you list down the tasks that you need to do. It only can be one sheet of paper. If you have two sheets of paper, chances are they'll stick the things they want to avoid on the other side of the paper, or they will misplace part of it. But you list down the things that are very important to do for the day and things that you would like to do. And then on that same piece of paper, you have your time slots of when you are awake. So let's say you get up at 7, 8, 9, all the way until about 9 o'clock, 10, 10 o'clock. So you have all that time open. What you do is you look at the task that you need to do and decide where do I want to put that in my day to make it work, depending on everything else that needs to be done. So it's called time boxing. You can Google it. It's all over the place. It's a very effective tool. It worked for me. So the way that I do it is I will get up in the morning. I will say, okay, these are the tasks that I need to do today. And then I will look and see what tasks they are and then put them into time slots. Now, if something takes 30 minutes, 
I'm going to give it 30 minutes. And if something takes two hours, I'm going to put two hours. Or I'll break it up and do one hour here and one hour here, depending on what's going on in my schedule. What this does is it allows you to visually see the things that need to be done during the day. It also helps the person with ADHD realize, hey, okay, I need to eat at this certain time. I need to step back and look at my day and kind of figure out if this is really important to do today or later. Now, when I was first using this skill, the whole idea was to plot out the day. Now, because I am struggling with my own emotions at the same time, because remember, ADHD is really a lot of emotions happening of wanting to avoid things. What I found myself doing is putting the task that I loved later in the day. This was highly ineffective. What you want to do is stick to things that you like to do earlier in the day. And that sounds counterintuitive in a lot of ways because some people say, well, will you get too tired? Will you even finish the other tasks? But for a person with ADHD, once you can get the momentum going on doing tasks, the more effective they are at continuing to do tasks. It's like watching a small snowball roll down a mountain full of snow and just building momentum, uh, building speed, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There are cartoons that show that. That's exactly how it works. If you can get it pushed strong enough at the beginning to have it roll down all the way to the bottom of the hill, you will have everything done that you need to. Now, this is what worked for me. I would highly suggest you decide how you're going to use this with your own child or with yourself, but this was an effective way for me to time box. One thing I also included was something I call the 60-second rule. If there was something at the beginning of the day where it took less than 60 seconds to do, then I would do it immediately. That was just hands down, I would do it right away. So I'd have to look at something and say, will that take me more than 60 seconds? No, then I would do it. This included making my bed. So waking up, make my bed. Okay, great, wash my face. Okay, great, under 60 seconds. And what that does as well is start to build this momentum of getting everything done. And what you find is that as you start doing, the emotions around doing harder tasks change. You want to get it done because you've gotten so much done already. So you're building upon a strength, your ability to get things done, feel accomplished, and to move forward. Now that brings me to the third topic I want to discuss, which is observe and describe. So using this skill. I need to describe this skill because I think it's important for those of you who are listening for the first time. Observe and describe is exactly that. You're going to observe something and describe it. Parents use it all the time. So if a parent sees a child misbehaving, instead of saying, why did you misbehave? They would say, you know, hey, Junior, I saw that you hit your sister. Okay, that's them observing something and then describing the behavior. What this does is it makes it very specific and it also takes the emotion out of it because it's just facts. We're just dealing with facts. 
Now, this is important for a person with ADHD because when a person with ADHD is able to observe and describe what is happening around them, it also removes that emotion that is driving avoidance, procrastination, and distraction. So the way that I do it, for example, is I will sit down at my desk and I will have my time boxing schedule there. And uh, I will simply look at the time boxing schedule that I have laid out for the day. And instead of saying, oh, I'm dreading doing this at three, what I'll do is say, okay, I observe that I have this at three. It's a difficult topic. Maybe I need a snack before I start it so I can focus on it and get it done. Okay, so it's looking at the time boxing method that you have created, the schedule that you've created for the day, and then moving forward. Now, as a parent who has ADHD and working with your children on learning these skills, it is essential for you to also help them start using timers, okay? Because sometimes they become fixated on things that they love to do. So the tasks that you think, hey, oh, they're going to get this done and build momentum, Sometimes they can get stuck there because they enjoy it and the emotions there. So use a timer. So use a timer for uh, observe and describe. Okay, I'm looking at my schedule. This is going to be a little more challenging. What can I do before it? Kind of prepare me for that. Or do I need a break in between? And then I would stick that in there. It's very, very helpful. All of these different techniques are so essential in helping a child learn skills that will make them successful in the long run, especially when they have to manage their time more effectively at school, than family, than work. Because as much as we believe growing up is a great thing as a child, growing up and becoming an adult becomes more difficult. And there's a lot more pressure to be successful or to get things done pay bills, you know, provide, all those things compound. So it's not easy to be an adult. And so we're helping a child move towards that transition. I can tell you that for me, specifically in learning and knowing how to do this, it has changed my life, absolutely changed my life. I love the time boxing method because I know where my time is allocated throughout the day. I can look down on one sheet of paper and I can see the whole thing mapped out for me. I love using observe and describe because I'm able to remove the emotional part of it from, you know, doing a task. And I also recognize that whenever I'm procrastinating or I'm distracted, or I am avoiding, that those are emotions that are driving that ADHD issue. And I want to be comforted. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to feel those negative emotions. And that's why avoidance, procrastination, and distraction are so huge. However, they can be destructive if they overcome and overtake everything else that I need to get done. So those are the three topics I just want to recap for this week. Number one, ADHD is geared towards avoidance, procrastination, and distraction. And they're largely surrounded by feelings, emotional feelings of, I'm not comfortable here or I feel discomfort. So I don't want to do that. I'm going to distract myself with something else. I'm going to avoid it for something else. Okay, so that's the first thing we discussed. The second thing we discussed is how to have a structured daily routine using a time boxing method. 
That's where you list out all the tasks that you need to do, write them out on one sheet of paper, not two, and then map out your day. I will do this at one o'clock. I will do this at two o'clock. I will do this at three o'clock. And even breaking up difficult tasks or extra long tasks and using a timer. I also recommended the 60 second rule, which is if it takes 60 seconds to do, especially in the morning, do it. Because if you can do those smaller things, it builds momentum and encourages the person with ADHD to keep going. And then the last thing we talked about was using observe and describe. So for me, I sit down, I look at my schedule, and I observe what I need to do. I describe the areas that are difficult, like three o'clock, I have something that is difficult for me to do. Maybe I need, you know, a small candy bar. Kind of incentivize myself to be able to do that. All of these things put together really help a child learn how to manage. And as time progresses, they can start to learn additional skills. But this is an area that I think a lot of parents need help with in helping their children cope with their ADHD, but also a lot of parents with ADHD who struggle. These are things that you can implement right away. All right. So these are wonderful things that I wanted to share with you today. That's it for me for this week. And I will catch you again next week as we answer more of your parenting concerns and questions and ADHD issues. All right. Take care and have a wonderful week.